I'm Catherine Zox, your social worker with a microphone, and you're listening to The Catherine Zox Show. Joining me today is Dr. Drayvon James, Ph.D. We're going to be talking about tapping into the power of self-awareness. Most of us would like to be happier, have more influence, be better decision makers, and be more effective leaders. What will it take for us to get there? It turns out self-awareness might be the most important muscle we need to develop. Having an accurate sense of who we are helps us to identify where we can improve. People with high self-awareness seem to understand what makes them tick and how to respond to life's challenges more effectively. Dr. Drayvon James, who has a doctorate in pharmacy from Creighton University, shares the many surprising roadblocks, myths, and truths about what self-awareness is and what it takes to improve upon it. She's a transformation specialist and founder of the Next Step Leadership Academy, a company that empowers women to reach their next level of greatness. She's also a coach on Sirius XM and an actress with recurring roles on HBO's The Wire. Welcome to the show. Nice to have you on, uh, Dr. James. Well, thank you. I'm happy to be here. Self-awareness. And one of the things, and I'm not going to repeat the introduction, of course, but uh, self-awareness is good for us. It helps to be better leaders, make better choices. But there's one research, uh, I think, there has been some research, and I want you to respond to this, that 10 to 15% of the people who we study actually, or who the study talks about, uh, actually don't even know that they are not self-aware. That's so, so that we go around thinking we're self-aware, but uh, most of us uh, are not self-aware. And so uh, I think we have to start with that. Right. But I, I love that we're starting there uh, because self-awareness, we, we live in a culture now where there's the woke cu- culture. Everybody says, you know, I, you got to be woke, right? <laughs> which is which is nice. That is a nice thing. We want to be aware, right? But I, I like to start off by saying that Socrates um, said that to know thyself is the beginning of wisdom, right? To know thyself, not to know what's going on in the stock market, not to know what's going on on the political arena, but to know yourself is the beginning of wisdom. How amazing is that? And so, and how hard is that? Because you are the person who's with you 24 hours a day. Surely this should be the case study that you could do immediately. But unfortunately, as you said, um, a lot of people don't, are not even, they're not even self-aware enough to know that they're not self-aware, right? We could tell you more about our athletes, our movie stars, politicians, than we could really tell you about us, right? Um, surely we know things, very superficial things about us, right? We know things tells us about ourselves, or our parents tell us about ourselves, or our friends, or our coworkers, dare say our bosses who don't know us at all, but we know their opinion of us, but rarely do we take the time to really do a study of ourselves. And if we do, um, leading back to your point about how, how unaware we are, and one of the reasons for the unawareness is that we're afraid to know ourselves because we're afraid to be a failure to our own self. We're afraid to disappoint ourselves. We're afraid that we won't measure up to to even what we think we should be. 
And so we kind of, you know, avoid direct eye contact, if you will, right? We don't want to look ourselves in the eye and say, aha. You are so what do problem, we do in right? terms of, uh, we're talking about self-awareness is the ability, uh, I'm assuming, we have to focus on ourselves, but we're afraid to do that. That's what you're saying, because we're afraid we're going to not, yeah, we, we won't be able to live up to our own expectations, or we'll see ourselves as failures. Be yeah, mm-hmm. or be disappointed. Right. Right, and so that's the first thing we got to get over. We got to know that why why do we even want to bother with this exercise? Is it important? Yes, it's important. Do you know that if you you can improve your 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 life standards by increasing your happiness um, by forty percent, you can improve improve your health, your relationships, and your 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 income by forty percent by by becoming more happy. And happiness is an inside job. We like to believe that it's based on some external things that happen or do not happen in our life. That is false. So when we start to know ourselves, we increase our ability to be happy. And the first thing we need to do is to make an agreement with ourselves that no matter what I see when I start to look directly in the mirror at me, I'm never leaving myself. I'm, I'm always going to love myself. I'm always going to be forgiving to myself. The what about the people who say who what about the people who say if I do that and I start focusing on myself and doing the things that you're talking about isn't that being selfish and self-centered and maybe I shouldn't be doing this and you know I'm just too much into myself that's not a good thing I mean do you get that kind of pushback I do hear people say that and I say and to that I say this would you like your significant other to know you better do you think your relationship would be better with your significant other if they knew you better, if they paid attention to you? And I never heard anybody say, no, I don't. Okay, so we agree that your relationship with other people would be better if they knew you better. You present better to the world if you knew you better. What? I think I would. Absolutely. So the, the most giving thing that I can give to my family, that you could give to your family or friends and family, is to know ourselves better. That way we're not so triggered by everything. We don't find ourselves, and even if we do, we're more forgiving of ourselves. We can see these things happening. So the better relationship we have with ourselves, the better relationship we'll have with those around us. And it will impact our, our homes, our communities, our jobs, the world at large. It is, it is it's so important. So, in other words, we'll, uh, what I hear you saying is we'll also be we'll be more self-confident and we'll be able to, as you say, communicate more effectively with our loved ones at work, uh, wherever we are in our community. But also, one of the things you've said, and I think this is really critical, it help if if we're more self-aware, one of the benefits of being self-aware is it helps us to become better better decision makers. And I think that's critical because, uh, I, I mean, that's to me, that's one of the big points to be able to make good choices in our lives. And uh, so if we're aware of who we are and we have an understanding of where we're coming from, we will make better choices. You're absolutely right. Do you imagine the things that you would say no to if you were, if you were more self-aware and the opportunities that you would say yes to that you could show up as your authentic self if you were self-aware? how your stress level would go down, and when your stress level goes down, how your communication skills improve. And and this has a trickle-down effect. Okay, so what do we do? How do we do that? Give us some tips. What do we do? We realize maybe we get to the point we realize, you know, hey, maybe I'm not so self-aware. I need to do something about it. I want to do something about it. What do I do? 
how do I improve my self-awareness? <laughs> what, how do I kind of propel myself forward so that I are, so that I am making better choices, communicating better with my partner, as you say, getting along better with my children, my boss, my work, all, all those kinds of things. What's, what's the path we have to take? Right. So the path, first of all, is, you know, keep the main thing the main thing, as they say, right? Your focus is on self-awareness. And before you can really look yourself in the eye, to get rid of the fear, is to make a promise to yourself. First is to say, to make that promise, as silly as it sounds, but... I will love you no matter what. The you is you. I'm talking to myself. I will love me no matter what. No matter what. I'm not leaving. The truth of the matter is we can't but we have to have that self-talk. So number one is to watch your self-talk. You are enough in this moment, no matter what you think you've done, no matter who you think you've disappointed. You are enough. You have enough. You are kind enough in this moment. Let down that internal guard that we, that, that, that we have put up there that's a barrier to us seeing ourselves. Number two is to start single tasking. Years ago, we dispelled the myth that, the, the myth that multitasking was, was uh, productive, right? Only 1% of the population can multitask uh, productively. The other 99% of us lose efficiency when we, when we multitask. And we also lose self-awareness. So be in the moment with one task at a time. Stay in the moment. As you're in that single tasking mode, guess what you are? You're becoming more self-aware. Oh, how does this feel? What am I feeling in this moment? Am I connected to this task? Is whatever I'm doing right now bringing me internal joy or is it sapping my energy? Do I feel more empowered to do good or, you know, what's happening with me in this moment? Do I need more of this activity or less of this activity? This is all part of the self-awareness. So what you're saying is if you don't if you're multitasking all the time and you're not really concentrating and focusing on focusing on one thing it's very difficult if not impossible to get in touch with the feeling associated with what you're doing because you're all over the place you just you're you're just you, because you know if you're doing two or three things at once um it, it which is kind of can be frenetic or chaotic that you just aren't feeling it because you have to really just focus on one thing at a time. But how many people do that? It seems to me most people <laughs> that I know uh, are multitasking all the time. I can be talking. Here's an example. I'm talking to somebody on the phone, and I can tell that they're also on their computer at the same time. I, I may not be that interesting, but, you know, you can feel it. They're not really with me, I, I, and, and that happens a lot. I don't know if that, that that could be an example of what you're talking about. Oh, my about. gosh. I, yeah. I, yes. And I think we were, you, know, you started off by saying, you know, I have a doctor degree in pharmacy. I've worked yeah. in healthcare for over 30 years. And healthcare workers be multitask all of the yeah. time, right? And I'm sure lots of industries do that, right? And so it used to be a point, at, at some point in my career, I put out a post to hire someone. And one of the things that would be in the post is, must be able to multitask, right? And you start reading stuff. And so that's no longer in my post when we're hiring somebody, <laughs> right? Because I really want you to be present. Yeah. Your patients also really want you to be present. Who wants to? I gave birth to my first child, and I tell people this story. When the doctor came in, it was really late in the night, um, and he was eating a sandwich. had been on call all night. He was eating a sandwich as he was assessing me, right? And I said to him, why don't you sit down? He was young man. So sit down and finish your – they called my, my obstetrician, but sit down and finish your sandwich. Let's just talk. Right, because who you know, and I was able to see he's tired. He he hasn't eaten, you know, and I'm not in that much pain. But here, 
he was, this is healthcare, having to multitask, trying to get this sandwich in really quickly, yeah. trying to take care of this patient. And who feels good about that? He doesn't feel good. I don't feel good, right? So you should have screamed at him. It's all about me right now. I just want you to know that. <laughs> <laughs> in his baby, right? Uh, yes. But, but I, but I can relate. So, I, so absolutely, we live in the real world, and there are going to be some times when we have to multitask, so we cannot make that the way that we operate all of the time. We've got to minimize that as much as possible, as much as possible. Be here in this moment, because what gets lost in the multitask, obviously efficiency do get lost, is that we're not efficient as we, as we could be. But what, what we really suffer is a sense of self-awareness. I'm not attached to the activity that I'm doing. Right? I, I'm lost in all of this. And all, remember, self-awareness is the key to wisdom. If I want my next activity and this activity to lead to where I want to go in life, I've got to be choosing these activities wisely. But if I'm just moving robotically, I'm not applying any wisdom. I don't know myself. I don't know what should be next in my life. And no wonder I'm seeking so much external help to do things because I have no idea who I am. And guess what? The person that I'm talking to about where I should go next in my life, they don't know either. One of the things you also say, and I, I think I may be quoting you, but one of the things in, in order for us to be able to do that uh, or to improve our self-awareness is asking for feedback uh, from others, for their perception of you. That's kind of sometimes the scary things to do, depending on who the person oh, is. Oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> that is a yeah. scary thing to do, right? Because we don't yeah. want to be judged too harshly, but we also don't want to be talking to the amen corner. People are just going to co-sign anything that we do. So when you're asking for that feedback, I tell people, choose your team wisely. You are the CEO of your life experience. Trust me, you are. So you want to choose those people that you talk to very, very wisely. Maybe that would not be your best friend or your cousin or whomever. These are people who are really on your team who are objective. You may, it may be clergy. It may, I, I really encourage everybody to have a coach in their life, you know, some kind of a life coach in their life who you can say, he, here's, here's where I want to be. And that person can objectively say, here's what I see. And you say, and then you have the right, of course, to say, oh, well, I'm misrepresenting myself in that way. Okay, well, let's see how you would like to show up in the world because this is what I'm seeing. So this is not a reflection of how you're feeling. Let's reassess. What about this? Well, we is it toxic to-, to ask that when you were talking about don't necessarily ask, you know, somebody that you're really close to, but let's say you're in a relationship. If one is in a relationship and you have a partner, would that be, or could that be also uh, be a person or that you want to get some feedback? If, you know, please tell me, you know, what is their perception of me? Cause that's, yeah. I mean, that's the, op- that's not yeah, the same. I think, I think that's important. Yeah, I think that's very important. You know, you say, how am I showing up, you know, for you? What, what do you, you know, I think that is very important. Yes, it is very important. However, in those relationships, we have to realize that um, where someone has something to gain by your behavior changing is not as objective all of the time. doesn't mean it's not good because you want to know how your spouse is, is uh, perceiving your behavior. Is that, you know, but that's really also they have a benefit from that, right? So, and that's good. But when you're looking for just self-awareness, this is where I want to be. Maybe I don't even want to show up for my spouse in the manner that they want me to. Hypothetically, I hope that you do, but that could be a thing. I don't want to. And so they are saying, well, I, I don't see you as being the most, um, you know, you're, you're, not, you're not supporting me in this way. And inside you're saying, well, I don't want to support that activity. Right? And 
So they're, they're perceiving it the correct way, but then they're saying to you, this is what I want from you. Not exactly saying it's different, right? This is what I want from you that you're not giving me. Well, that's great, and it's great to have that feedback, absolutely. But what we're talking about today is self-awareness, you, and how you want to show up in the world. And it's okay to say, do you see me this way? And they can give you their opinion. Um, But I also, like I said, I like the idea of using someone who really doesn't have much to gain by answering your question truthfully. Yeah. So what about, yeah, and maybe this kind of ties into what you also have said, you know, one of the things to do is uh, to travel, experience life. And and I I think that too is important, getting out in the world, in a different world, putting yourself in different worlds. I mean, it's really important. You'll get a lot, uh, I think you get a lot of, uh, feedback from others and, you know, their perception, you may be very different than what you thought and, but you've got to get out there. I, yeah, I think you have to connect with the world. Connect oh, with, yeah, you do. And for those of us who, who don't have, you know, can't travel worldwide, read more, read more and allow your mind to expand. Let your mind go on that journey. If you, I, I'm a big reader of fiction. I like to read, but uh, read more. If you don't like to read, l- l- listen to books on tapes, but Allow yourself to do things where you have to create your own imagery in your mind, not so much where the imagery is being um, planted there for the vision is there, like a television, but read or go experience, as you say, go travel and, and see what, what how you feel in new experiences that tells you a lot about yourself. It tells you a lot about what you value. Right. And these, and what you discover about yourself, you have to remember, it's not for you to judge, not for you to be shamed or condemned. It's for you to take it as you are studying someone. That study of that person is you. Once you start to learn different things about yourself, if there is a gap, and there is for most of us, a gap from the person that we want to be and the person that we find out that we are, then we start uh, setting a goal and an agenda, changing habits so that we can become we can we can transform into the person that we want to be, but you can't change. I use this example all the time. If you're in a house and you want your walls to be painted blue, the first thing you have to do is become aware that the walls are yellow. Right? You can't make the change if you're not aware of what it is right now, and that's what self-awareness allows you to do is to see what is. Is there a gap between what is and what you want? If there is, then you'll start to plan, uh, change your habits to get to what it is that you want. Well, one of the things I think that, uh, as you're, you're talking, I'm thinking about, then we really have to remain curious. We it, That should be something that should we always remain curious. And unfortunately, I think as people get older, that kind of curiosity, curiosity sometimes diminishes it. And that's when you really need to make sure that you do go forward. So you continue this constant sort of flow of being self-aware. Oh, you're so right. We have to become like that little child who always asks, but why? But why? <laughs> right? So we always, and asking that about ourselves, not about the world at large or about the politicians or about the athletes, about us. We find ourselves, in you know, an uh, example from my life, Last week, I found myself, uh, I got very, very angry at work. I'm sitting in my office, and I had this wave of anger. I don't know if it happens to anybody other than me, but it happened. And I thought to myself, whoa, where did that come from? And, I, and as I started asking myself self-awareness questions, and I said, first of all, the person who just left my office was talking really loud. I haven't had any water. I'm hot. Take your jacket off. I took my jacket off. Ooh, how do you feel now? Just becoming curious about yourself. You say, I'm experiencing something. Wow, that's interesting. 
Why do I think that about that? Or why, why do I have that opinion? Questioning everything. And not in a way because we want, not because we want to shame or guilt ourselves or judge ourselves, just becoming curious. Oh, really? Why, do you, why does that bother you? Becoming more aware of who we are. And I'm hoping that, obviously, I think this is what you're saying, we want to do that and be spontaneous. I mean, you don't want to every minute be kind of like, am I aware? Am I self-aware? Am I doing the right thing? Or should I step back? I mean, it. it I think if you practice all the things you've been talking about, that it's some, it becomes a spontaneous, I don't even want to use the word exercise, but it just becomes spontaneous to kind of yes. yeah stop and, and and do those things uh, we don't have that much time left but i do want you to just tell us because you're the founder of the next step leadership academy what is it and and and, and how does that work and how would one connect to your well to your academy uh, thank you for asking that question so in my coaching i uh, predominantly was coaching men i still do uh, life coaching and executive coaching and i started having more and more women in my coaching practice and I got a common theme, no matter where they were in their life or in their career patterns. Some of them were top executives. And it was always this, I'm not enough to do whatever the next step was for them, whether it be becoming a mother or going to the C-suite. I'm just not enough. I'm not enough. I need more work on myself. And we all need to work on ourselves. But I saw a common theme that I didn't see in my male clients. My male clients were like, I'll learn it. I'll, I'll pick it up when I get there. I'm still going. And I thought, wow. That's amazing, that, that confidence that they have. And so Next Step Leadership Academy is for women in any phase of their life to be able to, to tap into their powerful self at that moment to transform into whom they, who they want to be. And so we do a lot of things. I have, I have a 12-week group coaching called Leaders of High Heels where we connect to a goal and we have a quantum leap in 12 weeks in getting to that goal. So and you can find out more about my uh, Next Step Leadership Academy and Leaders in High Heels by visiting my website, um, drdravonjames.com. And, okay, that's one website we can go to. Are there others, or, or, or that's that's the primary one? Oh, that, that's, that's, that's my primary one, but I'm on social media under the same name, drdravonjames.com, so you can follow me there as well. You can get my book, Freedom is Your Birthright, on Amazon. Uh, and so, yeah, you can follow me on every social media under that same name. And can we still uh, follow you? Uh, you're also, as I said in the beginning, you are an actress, so tell us about yeah yeah. So uh, should we be looking for you on any shows? Right. So right now, I, I just signed on for the play that's doing a tour in, in in November called the Serenity House, which addresses the opioid addiction in our country. And I'm on a television show that is on Tubi Television called Black Therapy. And they are in season number two. That's when I come on a show in season number two. But they're in their second season called Black Therapy. Well, that's for us to talk about on another show. That sounds really interesting. Okay, Black Therapy, second season. Great. So, uh, and then on Sirius, too, you do coaching on Sirius. I just want you to respond, you know, talk to us about yes, that. Yes, I, yeah. I, you can find me on the Road Dog Trucking Show. And I do the first Monday of every month, I'm on there uh, uh, with the, the Tim Ridley Show. Uh, uh, talking to truckers and anybody else who wants to listen. And we do a coaching session on there on different topics every month. So we have a topic of the month, and that's the first Monday of every month. We're early in the morning, depending on what coast you're on. I'm on the East Coast, so we're at 6 o'clock in the morning. 6 o'clock in the morning, East Coast, and 3 o'clock in the morning on the West Coast? 
Right, right. And, I, you know, as serious <laughs> XMs, I think you can go back and you can go back yeah. and go to their ar- archives. But it's the Road Dog Trucking Show, the Tim Ridley. Fantastic. Great. It's great having you on the show today. I, I've been talking to Dr. Drayvon James, uh, Ph.D., and our topic has been tapping into the power of self-awareness with life with her, but she also does, as we've been discussing a lot of other things, those are the websites you can go to. Thanks so much. I really appreciate you being on the show today. Oh, thank you. My pleasure. I'm Catherine Zox, your social worker with a microphone, and you've been listening to The Catherine Zox Show. (laughs) 